0: I've just um, had a walk around the block from my from my place, which is fairly close to the Central Station, down to the Central Station, along Neville Street, and back up Westgate Road. And I've passed two or three people wearing masks who just look look sad. I feel sorry for them. like I do, quite honestly to think that people are giving up their freedom without even fighting about it, without even thinking about it. They're just giving it up. And it's all because it's health. If it was anything else, people would be arguing. People would be having a conversation, having a dialogue about it. But because it's health and it's men in white coats giving the instructions, then there's no resistance at all. There's no resistance to the authority. There's no resistance to giving up for freedom. And there's a psychological reason for people wearing white coats and taking positions of authority, which is what the white coat confers. And it's it's to control people it's to have influence over people. So to some extent it's to have the person's health interests at heart, but then it becomes something else, particularly when there's a, a top-down government mandate going on, such as there is at the moment with masks. it astonishes me that people aren't putting up a fight at all where where's the resistance where's the where's the people planning the rebellion honestly if it's not me where is it when i first went up to stand in the park on a sunday about what, three months ago now? Beginning of October it would have been. So maybe yeah, maybe four months ago. I asked them if they were the the Rebel Alliance, then everybody laughed. Because they all kinda knew what I mean. It was a they knew the Star Wars reference. And they're a motley bunch, so they mostly look like teachers and social workers and yoga teachers. So they're, they're not really a natural rebel alliance. They're just people who have had enough really. But that's the only place, that's the only place that seems to have any rebellion in it, have any... Um, opposition in it, any resistance. So I'm very pleased I found them. And standing in the Park happens at 10am on a Sunday morning in a park near you. And if you look on the website, you'll find a list. They're all over the world. The, the UK, Ireland, all over Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the United States. Probably by now in Mexico and South America as well. And it's easy enough to set, set up a stand in the park. You just register it on the website and wait for people to show up. There's a, a woman turned up on Sunday. who's been standing in the park a few miles out of town on her own for 5 weeks, 6 weeks and she's waiting for somebody to turn up and then somebody did and invited her into the the meeting we have in the bar on a Sunday morning so she can do a stand in the her park and then join us after we've done our stand in our park and have a cup of coffee in the pub and a conversation that lasts another two hours. So she's not on her own anymore. She's not the, she's not the mad lunatic standing in the park on her own. She's got company and she's got support and she's got community and she's still got her freedom. She's still got her resistance. She's still got her humanity and her self-respect. So good luck to her. I think she's done a marvellous job. It's a tough thing to do that on your own and to keep doing it and to give out leaflets and give out stickers and wait for somebody to be friendly and wait for somebody to stand there with you. It's a tough thing to do. But she did it. And now she's found the community that goes along with it. So well done, Lynn. Very well done. And there's another group which meets on a Friday afternoon called Rebels on Roundabouts, which is also a group that has some resistance in it, some rebellion in it. I haven't joined them yet. I know where they are. Actually, they're they're gonna be somewhere this afternoon. So I could potentially just have a walk up and say hello. If they're somewhere that's within walking distance, which usually they are. So I've got another hour before that starts. But standing on a roundabout or beside a roundabout with a placard and trying to make conversation with motorists as they go past. Or trying to communicate with motorists rather than not really a conversation, it's more just basic communication. But they've been doing that for weeks and weeks and weeks in the freezing cold and driving wind and occasionally snow. So good look to that bunch as well. Uh, They've got spirit and spirit's what we need. Spirit's definitely what we need at the moment. Okay it's the 14th of January 2022 almost exactly 1pm and this is one for the resources file. What I want to do is outline the podcasts that I listen to some of the resources that I use when I'm compiling um, articles and websites and radio shows that I get my information from, that I'm listening to regularly. So this really only applies to January, 2022, because I can't tell what's going to happen in the future, but the most recent things that I've been listening to are UK column, which is on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays on live streaming on Odyssey at 1pm. Sonia Poulton does a breakfast tour on brand new tube on Mondays and Fridays, I believe, at 7.30 my time. And The Last American Vagabond does a live stream, uh, which is overnight for me. It's usually around about midnight. And it's most most days of the week. Sometimes he skips a few days sometimes there's an extra show on Saturdays but basically midnight Monday to Saturday and then there's a Dark Horse podcast on Saturday evenings at 8:30 my time and The High Wire which is Thursdays at about 7:30 my time That's usually two and a half hours. Dark Horse runs for about an hour and a half, plus an hour and a half of question and answer sessions. So it covers most of Saturday, Saturday evening at least. So between those podcasts, I'm pretty much covered for the week. Plus I listen to a couple of radio shows as well. Okay, it's Sunday. It's about five minutes to 11 at the moment in the morning. And I've just started my walk up to Leesers Park, uh, along St. James's Boulevard towards um, towards Stand in the Park. Stand in the Park is a, a regular weekly meeting that we do. It's just, it's basically for people who are activists, who are anti-lockdown activists, anti-vaccine activists, anti-corporate uh, takeover activists, you name it, there's an activist there for it. So Sunday's normally fairly good as a meeting, there's about 30 people there usually. So I'm just about to walk in through Chinatown now. So this is the old part of the town. See the, uh, the old city walls or the Norman city walls or the Roman city walls, whatever it is. I think it's Roman, actually. I'll have to check that though, I don't know for sure. So don't take my word for it, look it up. I'm sure there'll be a a plaque on on a bit of the wall somewhere that tells me how old it is. So they usually do things like that. So this is Bath Lane, and then I'm about to turn into Stowell Street, which is the main street through Chinatown. There's a little bit of traffic, it's not too bad. It's like one car every 20 or 30 yards, something like that. So it's a little bit of a a cut-through style street to avoid some of the more traffic-like areas. So people like to use it. It's more more of a scenic route than anything else, it's cobbled for part of the way anyway. And it's uh, right beside Blackfriars, which is an old Dominican. Friary Dominican, or can't remember. I want to say my brain. The Dominican Friary is uh, on on Newbridge Street, so this has got to be the the other one. Let's see. Well, that dates back to the 12th century, I think. 11th, 12th, 13th century, I think they were active. It's the centre of town, the very, very centre of town. And literally, like, through an alleyway from Stowell Street, there's a old monastery, basically, the cloisters, and a green with a, with a square around it which is the old exercise and meditation space, very good space for sitting down and thinking if you ever need somewhere to think then I highly highly recommend it Uh, only in the summer though not so much in the winter although it's about 13, 12, 13 degrees at the moment so we're not doing too badly temperature wise So I'm just passing uh, the old stage door, which is now called Mr. Lins, and in between it's been the Cosmic Ballroom, it's a nightclub that I used to frequent when I was 19 years old. And a very good club. I always used to finish with the B-52s and talking heads in that club, but that was the mid-80s, so you would kind of expect it. Very much a student place. Indie kind of vibe going on there. Right, I need to find a way over St. James's Boulevard where I don't get killed now. So let's just use the lights. So we're closer to the main part of, of the town now. So we've got Costa Coffee and a chicken shop and it starts to turn into Sainsbury's and next and then the shopping centre Eldon Square Not my favourite bit of town which is why I live on the other side but it is what it is some people might need large shopping centres at some point so you can't really stop them from being there Uh, But it tends to take over the town, it was a lot smaller in 1978 when it opened, than it is now. So it tends to incorporate everything, everything becomes Eldon Square, but in the end. So it becomes the Borg, it just assimilates everything. So there's a new set of student flats going up here. I'm now behind St James's Boulevard, by St James's Clark, which is the football stadium. And there's student accommodation all around here, because it's right by the University. And the city seems to want to move everybody into town, from the outside. The students were always hanging out in Heaton, and Fenham, and Jesmond, and now they want everybody to move in to the big corporate sponsored accommodation blocks, which, it's a business model, it'll get somebody a profit, but uh, it costs £600 a month but these are, these are in town and you can get a shared shared flat in Jesmond, actually you can get a two bedroom flat in Jesmond for £600 a month So why would you pay for um, a bed sit or a studio in town, when you can get a two bedroom flat within 20 minutes walk of the town the same price I don't know but then I'm, I'm doing exactly that so I shouldn't criticize really so I'm just kind of talking myself into moving back to Jesmond at the moment and I hello